Welcome to Live, Behind the Veil, an atmosphere where men and women of God speak His Word to this age and bring His Kingdom to this earth. Do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in this hour? Let us join our host and the family's conversation as the Holy Spirit is unfolding the Word Behind the Veil. How do I become a spiritual person? Where am I in God's plan for my life? Are there steps I can take to walk out my walk with God today? I'm Ron, your host, and today we are discussing our daily walk with God and the simple things we can do to open up a whole new world to us. Where do I start becoming a spiritual person? How do I receive something from the Lord? I believe that's where I started, really, with the Lord. All my life, even as a kid, there was something about the Lord to me. I saw him in nature. I saw him in a lot of different things. I knew the Lord Jesus Christ, but I didn't know about all of these things that were I had access to. That's just a classic example of what I'm talking about, of how many millions of Christians out there have some level of relationship. They may have claimed him as his personal savior, but how real is he to them? That's what we want to address is your walk is not just this ethereal walk with the Lord. It's not this this knowing in your mind and heart that he's your Lord. You begin to have experiences with him. How many Christians out there don't even realize they have a spirit mm -hmm. or how to open their spirit or how to draw a blessing from the Lord, actually draw a blessing and give it to somebody else? How do we open our spirit and receive a blessing from the Lord? How do we know if our spirit's closed off to the Lord or are we open to him? Do we have walls up to him? From the minute that your spirit becomes alive through Christ, that's salvation. For from the minute that your spirit comes alive through Christ, your soul goes through a process of being saved. Mm -hmm. Spirit, soul, and body following in that order. We know that to be a principle. Each individual, each person is a triune being. Everyone is a spirit, soul, and body. It, when we know the physical body, that's what we exist with. And we know our soul enough because our emotions come from it. But we've been kind of disconnected from our spirit from Adam's time because that was a separation that God and man what took place when Adam sinned. What you're saying, Alan, is really important because at the foundation why did this all happen? It happened when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and God told them, don't eat that fruit. And we all know that story from childhood, the eighth fruit. And we also know that God kicked them out of the garden. Now, when God said, don't eat the fruit, he said, you eat this fruit and you'll die. And Satan said, oh, no, go ahead and eat it. You won't die. As you read the rest of the story, they left the garden. They were still alive. 
But the problem was what died was their spirit. Mm-hmm. Their relationship to with the Father died. What's interesting is the whole purpose of Jesus Christ was to come and be born as a man and to walk out the path to take us back to the garden. Right. And in Christ, the death process is reversed. The spiritual process of your rebirth is opposite of death. The process of your birth is first in your spirit. Salvation. You're, you were saved from that death because you opened your heart to Christ mm-hmm. and welcomed him in. And you did that by seeking after him. There, there was something that in you that had to have answers. There had to be something better than what you had. Right. And so as you open your heart to Christ, he comes in and he doesn't dwell in your soul. He doesn't dwell in your flesh. He is in your spirit. That's where the things begin for you. Salvation is the step preceding the filling of the Holy Spirit. And it's each time as you're filled with the Spirit, you get more of the Father and you get more of Christ. And that's the new creature that they're talking about. As we see walking in the Spirit has its effect on the soul and on your flesh. We get it out of order, it's not going to work. It's not God's pattern. It goes back to the garden. We're reversing the pattern of death, which means we're entering into life. We're entering to spirit. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of life, the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about Adam and Eve being kicked out of the garden because, like you said, the serpent told them that they wouldn't die. And they actually didn't die for 935 years. Mm -hmm. But their spirit immediately was disconnected in their relationship with the Father. No longer did they, they have that access that awareness, that communion that they had with the Father. So immediately they, their spirit did die. It was, it was eclipsed. There was a darkness on them. A futility came upon them. Even though physically they lived 900 and some years. Mm-hmm. And when Christ came, just like Dale said, his purpose, at least one of them, was to be an example and an avenue for us to regain that relationship back with the Father. So when you accept Christ in your life, your spirit becomes alive. In other words, it's reconnected to your Father, your Creator. Yes. Now you're reconnected, but you need to take another step. So that's that's a step. It's a great step. But there's another step, and that's opening up and receiving the Holy Spirit. Just like Christ told the disciples, wait in the upper room because the Father promised he's going to pour out his gift, his Holy Spirit on you. And that's exactly what happened. And the Holy Spirit becomes 
that teacher that leads you and teaches you about Christ, about the Father. He leads you every day into the presence of the Father. We don't do it with our minds, with our intellect. It's the Spirit. God is the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And just because you don't see him, there's so many things we don't see. Radio waves, we don't see. You know, there's so many things that are real that we don't see. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. It's the same with Christ and the same with the Father. So this is just another step. You took one step and opened up to salvation. Now you take the next step. You open up to the Holy Spirit and receive the Holy Spirit in your life. And the steps we're taking is to moving into being those people that Alan's talking about. Where where do I get a blessing to send to you? I get it from my spirit. Where do, How do I get it in my spirit? I opened up my spirit to God. I'm giving you a blessing that is a part of the inheritance that I received from him. And what am I supposed to do with all these wonderful things that God's filling me with? Share. Give them out. Mm-hmm. I am merely the caretaker. I am the channel. And that's what God has raised up a body for. He's raised up people to minister his spirit, minister his inheritance, minister the knowledge of his son. And it's very simple. I bless you. And what am I? I'm an agent. I'm a conduit. That's what Christ did. When the woman was caught in adultery, he said, go and sin no more. What a blessing. And time and time again, you saw how Christ blessed the people because he had a connection with the Father, and he was confident of that connection, and he was confident of God's desire to bless people. That's what he came to this earth for, that you might be saved and that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And Christ is our head. Aren't we the body of Christ? Aren't we ones that are a part of walking out his victory in the cross, over the cross? So what do I do? I love you. What am I sending to you? Whose love? It might have a little of my love, but I'm mainly just sending you what I received. Love of the Father love of the Lord. And what do I want back from you? Same thing I gave you. And he wants to be in you and flow through you. And it's simple. It's not a difficult thing to do. You just got to let him move within you. Right. And you know, Dale, I think there's a lot of people out there that actually do this without the recognition of it. They would probably call it something different than we would call it, but they would spend hours in prayer, and that's their communion with the Lord. And in that communion time, in their prayer time, they're receiving, whether they're aware of it or not, they're receiving something from the Father. And then they go out from that time, and they may just they may just talk to people. I mean, just, you know, not not necessarily go, I come out and say, well, I'm going to bless somebody. They may just go out and they talk to the grandkids, you know, right. and the grandkids are just receiving 
this blessing, I'll call it, the presence of the Lord, I'll call it, that's being imparted to them. And you know, it's really interesting. When you see a grandma or grandpa that have a relationship with the Lord, and they do a lot of praying, and you look at those grandkids, and if they have a relationship with those grandkids, which they probably do, those grandkids love that grandma and grandpa. And it's not because grandma and grandpa necessarily gives them everything they want or anything, but there's a presence of the Lord that comes through them. Whether they recognize it or not, it will come through and touch. And that's a blessing that we're kind of defend or defining what a blessing is. I'm convinced there's many people out there that walk in this without defining it. We're just trying to define something that probably people are walking in. That's the truth. You know, even more scriptural background is God moves through people. You go through the entire scripture and, you know, you got, of course, Moses, Elijah, Elisha. Uh, let's come up to today. You got people like a Jonathan Kahn or a, um, a Sean Fuchs. You know, there's so many people God has worked through. And I just want to shake or remove the fallacy that I cannot bless somebody because I'm not as good as one of them guys. That's not the truth. It just takes a moment. You draw from the Lord and then you just bless. And you know what? You don't even have to know what or why you're blessing somebody. It doesn't have to have specifics. There's a simple scripture. It's the shortest commandment. It says, bless and curse not. Bless and curse not. That should be just a way of life. Well, what's really exciting to me, what we're talking about, is just the simple ability that everyone can walk in of touching the Father. It's not hard. It's not spooky. All you do is spend time with him. Just sit down and either talk to him, pray, whatever your method is. Maybe you just like to read the Bible. Okay. Maybe you like to talk to him. Okay. Maybe you would like to pray. Okay. Maybe you like to worship. Okay, spend time with him. And as you spend time with him, you are doing so much, not only for yourself and your own spirit, but you're being doing so much for your family, right. for your neighbors, for the world. Yeah. Because you're becoming a conduit of God's blessing. Boy, yeah. does our world need that. Yeah. If we could have thousands of people that would spend time with the Lord every day and become a conduit of his blessing, mm -hmm. what would mm -hmm. happen? You know, Ron, I would add even maybe you want to spend a little time listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the age-old question has been answered. Why are you here? Well, that's right. true. <laughs> well, that's right. You are here that God will have his way on this earth through his people. 
Yeah. Because it's his kingdom that is coming. Yeah. Don't miss this point. Every experience in God is expandable, but not necessarily intended to be repeatable. Well, guys and girls, we've seen through this talk that by receiving the Holy Spirit and spending time with Him, we can literally become a source of blessing to our friends and families and to the world around us. Experiencing the impartation of God's Word through His family is life. Has this time in His presence blessed you? Then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live, Behind the Veil.